This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right, let's get into one of our favorite things to talk about. It's the world of fitness. Jim Rowley is back with us, the CEO of Crunch Fitness, joining us on the phone from San Francisco. Jim, we caught up. Good Lord, it was last year. It seems like 100 years ago. Uh, A lot has happened since then. And first of all, I trust you're well doing okay out in San Francisco? I'm doing well. It's nice to talk to you again. I think it's been eight or nine months. But, yeah. uh, to your it point, was it in like July, right? It was yeah. after July. It was after yeah. TPG made that investment, wasn't it? That's right. That was June 27th, and I think we spoke oh, probably a week later. You're right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, so give us an update. I mean, what's going on as you look at what's, uh, you know, what's happening uh, in the world? Obviously, the world is shut down, but people still thinking about staying well, staying fit. How does it look from where you sit? Well, I'm I'm encouraged, I'm uh, frustrated, and I'm angry. So I'm, I'm feeling a lot of emotion, wow. as, as I think a lot of people are. Um, you know, we had to close over 300 gyms between our own gyms and our franchise network in a matter of 72 hours. And we've gone from a significant amount of revenue to zero uh, since March 16th. And We've tried to be considerate of our team members and our and our members along the way. I was able and fortunate enough to pay our all of our team members from March 16th through March 31st, uh, regardless of the fact that we were closed. And um, unfortunately, we had to furlough nearly 3,000 employees um, on April 1st. I've been able to pick up their health care costs associated with their benefits plans, so that's been a little bit of a good feeling that we could do something for our employees while they're not working. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a difficult time for us. We've spent the majority of the last three weeks just really working on our on how we reemerge, how do we mm. reinvent ourselves during this period, and, and what does it look like to be the new crunch, bigger, better, stronger as we emerge. Can you do anything while, you know, in terms of online? We, you know, Jason and I have talked a lot about, I've been doing, you know, yoga classes online. I guess it's different because you've got gyms and people want to use equipment, but I do wonder how do you, can you take advantage of the online world in any any form? Yeah, Carol, it's a great question, and we have. And we had a program um, years ago that we established called Crunch Live, and Crunch Live had over 100 workouts on it as a digital format, and we were doing probably 2,000 workouts a day in over 100 countries pre-COVID. Since, we've hit nearly 135 countries, and we've reached a peak of almost 100,000 workouts a day. Um, so they're able to get into the Crunch Library. We've also done Facebook workouts. We've put a lot of material up on Instagram around the benefits of nutrition, supplementation, um, and we've done some workout challenges and so forth. We also partnered with a group called Lip Session, and we've allowed our personal trainers to, to continue to do their one-on-one personal training sessions with their clients, and that's been you know, really beneficial for both the trainers and the members. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, too, to think about, and you alluded to this uh, earlier, Jim, this notion that, you know, you, you have your you have your staff, but so many people in this world, uh, you know, are sort of independent contractors or they've got a side hustle or, you know, they sort of make it work in this fitness business that, that we all know, all three of us know, uh, is sort of pieced together in a lot of ways. There's a, It's very fragmented. Uh, so I do wonder, you know, how the business model changes uh, from here, or does it effectively revert? What are you finding as you, you know, sort of work through reemerging? Yeah, so look, I think that we're all aware that, you know, the morbidity rates 
skyrocket if you've got hypertension, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, or any respiratory illness, right? So when it comes to obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease, we know that exercise are, are great uh, things that you can do to, along with nutrition and, and proper diet and exercise, right, that you can do to kind of uh, be in better shape and, and help in the event that you get a virus like this. So Look, when you talk about encouraged, we're encouraged by the members that are participating with Crunch Live. We're encouraged by the fact that the feedback we've received has been tremendous. Um, get open, get open. We can't wait for our Crunch. Members are putting up memes showing, like, you know, thousands of people rushing the front door of Crunch when it opens and had a little bit of fun with it. But we think there's a lot of pent-up demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also think that there's a lot of baking and a lot of calorie consumption right. going on during this period. You cannot buy flour. I have been trying for weeks, and I cannot buy flour. It's crazy. Flourless baking. There's flourless baking going on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we are encouraged. Our members have sent us a lot of goodwill via social media, just saying we can't wait to get open and, 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 and start up again. And, and again, yesterday with the White House and the CDC, um, you know, releasing the Open America, uh, Opening America Again plan, to have gyms mentioned for the first time, to be in the PowerPoint deck, to talk about the fact that gyms can be open in phase one with social distancing and sanitary requirements and so forth, that was really encouraging. So we're, we're excited about that. And we've been partnering with uh, some industry veterans in China and, and other yeah. parts of Asia to really understand, like, how have they been emerging? What does what the yeah, data what does show? Yeah, like? Yeah. Right. So we, we, we've got a lot of intelligence as to what to expect. And we right. spent the better part of the last three weeks working on kind of our readiness plan, which is a 37-page document for both our franchise network and our signature network. That right. Really All right. Kind of hold, hold that thought, Jim. We're going to uh, continue this conversation in just a minute. Excited to be talking to Jim Rowley, CEO of Crunch Fitness. All right, I want to get uh, back to Crunch CEO Jim Rowley. He's with us uh, on the phone. So, Jim, you were just, before we had to take um, uh, a break here, you were talking about the reopening and what your team has been focusing on. Tell us the kinds of things that the discussions you've been having, you know, kind of what does life look like, as we say, you know, after the virus, uh, after COVID-19? What are the discussions you're having and, and how do you think you reopen? Yeah, so we're, we're looking at a phased approach, right? Understanding what the consumer demand, the member demand is going to be. We've, we've already got a class registration system that's done through our app, so we're able to manage inventory that way. We're considering doing that with reservations in, in terms of workout if there's a need from, uh, from each of the governors and so forth. But we're really looking, kind of calling it the crunch way, which is informing members we want them to be kind, considerate, and be mindful. And then from there, we've got comprehensive protocols around social distancing, social spacing, spacing, uh, cleanliness, sanitation, disinfection. We've been upgrading all of our systems for the past three weeks. Uh, you know, despite the fact that we've been making no money, we've been working on uh, infrastructure changes to ensure that the clubs are clean, uh, disinfected, that all of our products kill the COVID-19 virus, buying masks, buying gloves, um, really being comprehensive in that nature. And just looking at, at, the, at the whole protocol soup to nuts. So as you enter a crunch, you'll be informed of what the new guidelines are. As you go to check in, six-foot spacing with with uh, intervals on the floor that say ready, set, go, but they're mm. each six, six feet apart, right? So what are the mannerisms going to be like when you're with a personal trainer, 
will the personal trainer be gloved and masked and what what kind of separation will be required to still get that instruction um, we've put a grid system on our on our floors of our group fit, fitness classes to ensure that there's six feet um, from member to member. We've shut off every other treadmill to ensure that there's six feet between people that are using the treadmills or the ellipticals or the bikes or what have you. So we've tried to look at every single aspect of the club, turn it upside down, and say how can we reinvent this, ensure that it's clean, sanitary, and uh, and it's a healthy environment for our members and our team members. And uh, again, we we put out a 37-page document that uh, is relatively comprehensive uh, and really looked at it from a tactical and strategic standpoint. Wow. I How mean, many you, pages? Seventy-two. Thirty-seven. Oh, thirty-seven. Okay. I mean, you answered a lot of my questions, uh, Jim, just there in terms of like, what is this actually? Or my next question, which was, what does this actually look like? I I do want to ask you before we get too far away from what's happening right now about the the financial support, if any, that you're getting on a federal or, or state level, uh, understanding the sort of complexities to some extent of your business sort of being a company, but also having franchisees. Are you able to tap into any of these uh, sources of, of funds that are out there? Jason, I always feel like you and I are mind melding. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to ask this question. Um, Unfortunately, we're, we're too big to qualify and too small to matter. So we are not, as a corporation, we haven't been able to participate in anything. And, and when I opened, I said, look, I'm encouraged, I'm hopeful, but I'm also frustrated and angry because as a company, we've been left out. Um, we don't qualify for the SBA loans. Many of our franchisees have, have applied and so forth. Some have been turned down. Some are getting negative feedback and so forth. And we know that the you know, $350 billion has already been utilized, so we're yeah. anxious to see if the 250 will be part of the next stimulus. But where I'm really angry is, while I'm making no revenue and I'm not able to qualify for the CARES Act or the PPP and so forth, I've got landlords, some of which are being tremendous. They've, they've given us deferrals on rent, and they consider our circumstances. Others are being deaf-eared. They don't want to talk about it. They're wait and see. And then I've got a, about a third of our landlords that are sending default notices, that they're being opportunistic, trying to get us into a place where uh, they can terminate our leases. And they're really being uh, almost ven- vengeful in nature. And, and, you know, you watch these commercials. I even listen to the Bloomberg commercials. And we talk about we're all in this together. It doesn't appear that landlords are. And I don't think anybody's speaking about that. Yeah. Um, they Even if they gave me a deferral, they'll, they'll get their money at some point, whereas I generate no revenue. I have no recourse to get it back. So that's where I get angry. I'm also frustrated that, that business interruption insurance, nobody qualifies. Yes. We've, we've heard that, that from, from a lot of restaurants, restaurants. too. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any sense that that could change? Well, we're lobbying with uh, – we're working with Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick out of Pennsylvania, and our industry um, is the International Health and Racket Sports Association. We've got a lobbying team together. We're trying to work um, through Capitol Hill to get something in play, both for – understanding the qualifications for SBA, but also right. for in the future to understand that business and interruption insurance should include pandemics such as this. It's impossible for me to get my head wrapped around the fact that we've been paying all this money for all this time and we're excluded from something like this. This seems like the perfect opportunity for the insurance companies to step up. Totally. If nothing else, have them administer a program that's yeah. government-backed, yeah. right? Hey, hey, Jim, just 20 seconds. you got to be quick. What about TPG? They've made an investment before. Can't you get some funds from them? I mean, it, they've got deep pockets. 
Carol, I told you this when we met in July. They've been they were incredible during the process. They've been even better during uh, kind of the honeymoon phase and into the first year. They've been tremendous, and of course, um, they're not going to let crunch fail. They're, they've they've okay. made that right. commitment to us. Right now, we've got enough cash to to get probably through July, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll be way ahead of that. But yeah. Our forecasts are okay, yep. but imagine imagine our partners saying, we've got you if we get into dark waters. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to leave great. it there. Can't wait to catch up with you Take on the care. other side. Jim Rowley, CEO of Crunch Fitness.